Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. Today, we're going to talk about what it means to ball on a budget. But before we get started, I just want to know, so Teresa, have you ever used the term ballin'? Not balling with a G, just ballin'. Nope, not once in my <laughs> life have I had a need to use that word in my vocabulary. All right, well, look, I'm not, <laughs> not going to hold it against you. I mean, it's not the same as bowling, right? No. Okay, just, just double checking, because I have used that word. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all ageist jokes aside, something we don't joke about is budgeting. You probably know because we talk about it pretty much. Just a little bit. Just, you know, every once in a while on the show. Mm -hmm. We're quite fond of it. We might even be able to make a drinking game out of this for people. If you're young and you're into that thing, if we use the word budget, (laughs) take it. No. Okay. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah. So, because we don't like to, we don't joke about it because we believe it forms the basis for everyone's finances, right? But Mm -hmm. here's the thing it's not supposed to be a fun killer, right? It's Mm -hmm. not supposed to be a joy kill or anything like that. You can actually budget and you can actually ball on a budget. But here's the first thing that you have to know about balling on a budget is that the first thing is that there's no such thing as a small financial choice. So I was reading this excerpt from a New York Times bestseller book called Get Good With Money. And the author talks about a very significant financial lesson that her father taught her when she was a kid. Mm -hmm. So I found it pretty funny because, uh, so basically what happened is that when she was a kid, she loved the sound of running water, right? (laughs) That's a really specific thing to like. Right, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. You know, people like to hang out by streams and Mm -hmm. they say it's peaceful. I can see the, I can see the pool. Right, there it is. So, so basically what she would do, I guess there was no streams nearby, so she would turn on all the taps at you know her house and you know create this running water sound well her father and her her siblings uh, they had a rule about uh, about money right and so every week her and her siblings would get a dollar for ice cream Mm -hmm. and just to make it a little bit more affordable each one of them would have a certain day that they could use that dollar Mm -hmm. so she found herself on her day that uh, she got to buy ice cream. So she went up to her dad and said, hey, dad, it's the ice cream truck's coming. It's my day. Can I have my dollar? And her dad was like, well, you see, the water man came right before the ice cream man came oh. and took your dollar. Harsh. And she was like, wait, what? Are I you could just call? imagine a kid like <laughs> Millie would lose her lid over this. <laughs> but oh, yeah. it would also be impactful. And obviously for her, this was too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, you're right. Budgeting is about choices. We've got to weigh our personal desires against our long-term goals. Someone quoted something that was very impactful to me, and it said, discipline is choosing between what you want now and what you want most. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes those two are in alignment, but yeah. sometimes they're not. Yeah, and oftentimes they can be in conflict with each other. So mm-hmm. in that story, right when her dad said, you know, the water man came and took your dollar, obviously she was very, very upset. But she found out, okay, budgeting is about choices and we must weigh those personal desires against those long-term choices. And the question is, what are you going to choose, right? Mm -hmm. Are you going to choose ice cream or water? There was a book that came out a long time ago and it said, don't sweat the small stuff and it's all small stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was talking about how we get all worked up over things that don't really matter. But you're right. When it comes to your financial life, the small stuff adds up. 
And so it is important to pay attention to your little habits Mm -hmm. because those add up to your future destination. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, some important lessons that, that I have learned by budgeting and just my journey and learning how to do that because I am definitely not naturally good at it right so mm-hmm. that's that was one of the first lessons that, that I learned is hey I, that's not actually one thing that I'm good at just staying on budget if I don't look at it often I will pretty much go over budget every time especially mm-hmm. when it comes to food I, <laughs> I love that you own that you're like I like to eat yeah you yeah. wouldn't know this if you met him because he's not a large man. So obviously that food is metabolized very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I literally work out just so I can eat. That's Good. smart. Yeah. So you need to learn you know, how to make budgeting work for you. And one of the things that I have noticed in my lifetime is money is slippery. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I started working here and I was doing plans for clients, I decided to get on the social security website and create my own login, pull my own report so I could understand what the clients do. And there's this one page in the report that shows what was what you paid social security taxes on each year in your mm-hmm. lifetime. Yeah. You guys, when I realized how much money has flowed through my fingers, it was painful. And a lot of that went to waste. Some of that obviously was for bills and things like that. But my expenses have never been so high that I couldn't have done something more with the difference. Mm -hmm. Um, And money is like that. It just flows through your fingers like water if you don't take it captive with intentional choices. Exactly. So here's here's the thing about that, right? So we, we, throughout our budgeting and growing process in that, we learn a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. So here's, here's the thing. You have to learn how to ball on a budget. And the concept is simple. You know, to ball on a budget, you must be able to perfectly strike a balance between your short-term needs slash desires and your long-term goals. Mm-hmm. What are you giving up today and instead of what are you giving up in the future? So it's about priorities. Mm -hmm. If it's really, really important to you to do a particular thing, then you need to make sure there's wiggle room in your budget for it. All we're saying is make sure you've got the money to spend before you spend the money. That's it. You can go on that vacation to Hawaii. You may just have to put it off a little longer while you save the money. Mm -hmm. You can go to school and get your education. There are ways to do that. But we want you to be intentional with that. Going back to the story Right. So when when the little girl, right, like when she learned that she couldn't have that dollar anymore for the ice cream, it's not that she lost all the fun. Right. She had actually enjoyed the sound of the running water previously. Mm-hmm. Right. So there was a, a bit of a trade off there. So there's there's always that trade off. So this is not a dead sentence to having fun It is a deliberate thought out process to make decisions that give you freedom now and freedom later. Mm-hmm. Dave Ramsey has this quote where he says, live like no one else so you can live like no one else and what he's saying is shut off impulses and make decisions is all it really is so today you might be living differently than your peers and and that's okay because you're not on their race you're not mm-hmm. you don't all have the same goals but the the idea is that your decisions today are setting your future self up for success when he talks about that so if you have an opportunity to not waste money today. I'm not saying don't spend. I'm saying don't waste. Mm-hmm. Then that money can go towards future goals and you can really enjoy them later. Exactly. So as you progress in that journey, right, you're going to learn multiple lessons. And one of the first things that you're going to learn is how to use your tools. Right. So your tools include things like your time, your money, your abilities. Right. We all have the same hours in a day, but we all have different levels of wealth and abilities. So the question is, how are you managing these currently? 
And I think that all three of these have a major impact on your life. Uh, you know, if you are wasting your time, that may have been an opportunity to learn something that you could apply and monetize for your future self. Mm -hmm. Not that you don't need breaks because y'all, I have a lot of kids. There are times when I need to just sit still in a quiet space all by myself. Um, and that's healthy too. But you've got these gifts and your money. I mean, golly, guys, I'm telling you right now, when I saw that number on Social Security, I realized I've had a ton of opportunities that I could have made better choices. Now, what I didn't do is sit in that mope mm -hmm. because wasting your time focused on what you've done in the past isn't going to get you where you want to go in the future. So, you know, refocusing on where you want to be and saying, I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to move to a different level and I'm going to work towards that next thing. And we all have unique abilities. I'm, you know, what I'm gifted at is not the same as what you're gifted at most likely, but that's okay. I've got to be a good steward of what's been given to me so that I can maximize mm -hmm. what has been given to me for my own benefit or for the benefit of my family. Because, I mean, we don't get this day back. So if it's on your mind right now that, man, I need to do this thing, do it. Don't let the busyness of life yeah. take your focus where you don't actually make progress i mean we know that things come up so again take action today and the point here is you know take an inventory of those tools first and learn how to maximize them so you know we've talked about you know learning and your budgeting process, you know, getting the, the lessons from that mm -hmm. and then, you know, getting acquainted with your tools, your time, your money, your abilities. And then once you have a good inventory of that, you understand where you fall in that, right? If there's some things that you need to cut out, right, then also understand that you have the ability to exercise your creativity, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, just a kind of little story to, to illustrate this point is whenever I was about four or five years old, Mm -hmm. My dad took uh, took the family to Disneyland and Universal oh, nice. Studios in California. Yeah, it was obviously yeah like anybody would love to to go there, and it's it's a huge opportunity. And but the funny thing is that you know we got there and there was uh, we were walking through Disneyland, and I remember th there was this uh, I think it was it's Magic Mountain. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it's called. It's one of the roller coasters there. So me and my dad get in line because at first it looked amazing, right? But we make. A, a, we queue up and after about two hours of sitting in line, I hear closer, we were getting closer and closer and I hear people screaming in there. And I think that they're being like tortured. <laughs> I could so, see that as a five-year-old, how that could be concerning. Yeah, so you can't like, tell glee from terror. <laughs> right, exactly. So I'm like, dad, no, like I'm, I'm out. Like get me out of here. So he's like, well, we just spent two hours in line. Oh. I was like, yeah, no, I can't do this. And so we, we get out of line. I'm <laughs> thankful to my dad that he, he, he wasn't too upset. But um, then we kept walking and there's this like this jungle gym, right? Mm -hmm. And so I, I started playing. There's like, all these other kids playing there too. And I don't, I don't know how long we spent, you know, playing at that jungle gym. But I could have, I could have been playing at any other jungle gym yeah. outside of Disneyland. And it wouldn't have been as costly or, you know, as much of a planning process as it is to go to Disneyland. And I'm sure my dad that day took a really like, big okay. lesson. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. it. And I, you know, I, you're talking about the story and I remember I had the opportunity to take my kids. I saved up and took them to Disneyland when I was a single mom mm. and at, um, Hollywood studios, they mm -hmm. had a honey. I shrunk the kids play space. Yeah. So it was like all the stuff was really big and it was basically a, a park. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember my kids, 
spent like two hours in there and it was so muggy. I remember <laughs> it was so frustrating for me because I'm just sitting there. But uh, you're right. They they had just as much fun playing in that little jungle gym space. And then when we went over uh, to another one of the parks, Animal Kingdom, they spent a ton of time digging in the dirt. There's mm-hmm. a space there where you literally just play in dirt. So you're right. A lot of times those big ticket experiences our kids are kind of about those one of the ones that i've learned when my kids were little if you asked my kids what they got for their birthday Mm -hmm. or what they got for christmas even three four months later they struggle to remember what that is (laughs) and i made a commitment a long time ago that i was going to keep my christmas budget really low now granted this started when i was a single mom That I was Mm going to keep my Christmas budget really low and try to focus on instead for their birthday, we do an anything you want day. So Mm -hmm. it's just me and that child because I have several of them. So one on one time is not something they get a lot. So for one day, I'm all Mm -hmm. yours. And we can go, we can go skating. We can go to the movies. We can do within reason. There's still a budget. Mm -hmm. But I did that instead of going big at Christmas. And I have found that my kids are more grateful for their gifts Mm -hmm. than those that get 6 billion different things based on some family dynamics that I've been able to watch. Um, But it also keeps me from overspending when I have so many children for that. The other thing I did was with family members, instead of buying them presents, I usually will ask my kids, what are some activities you'd like to do over the next year? And I have people get them things that go with that. So piano lessons, memberships to um, back when they were little, we got a membership to the zoo from one family member as a family gift. Um, You know, if you've got young ones, Museum of Discovery. So we were able to have experiences as a family for an entire year, Mm. as opposed to a toy that really they're not going to care about in three months. Right. Cause there's going to be a newer toy. Exactly. A so, <laughs> and with my kids, we have th- three that have birthdays and Christmas within a two week period. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, it's like they have one time a year where they just get a bunch of junk mm-hmm. and then it's nothing for a very long time. So for them being able to spread out those gifts is, is really helped them to enjoy it more. Yeah. No, that makes so, sense. You know, experiences I feel like are always going to be more impactful to kids. Yeah. So here's a question. How do your hobbies play a part in your budget and can you afford them? Right. And because that's that's a whole point of of that little story about Disneyland is, you know, I I had the creativity to be able to enjoy that jungle gym as much as any others. Right. So Mm -hmm. my dad didn't even have to pay that much money. So I'm sure we can all find uh, you know, memories going back to a time when we were probably all broke at some point, like college, mm-hmm. and learn from what we did back then to be able to entertain ourselves, to substitute in for the things that maybe we have to cut out of our budget, at least for a little bit. Yes. College is when I realized I love going for hikes because I didn't have any money and Arkansas has a ton of places to go to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so uh, for me, one of the things that, that I've been able to do is that I've always enjoyed playing soccer, right? So I was able to uh, take do some private coaching mm-hmm. and use the money that I got from that to then pay for my own club team that had dues and all that stuff. So again, being able to uh, volunteer or work in the places that you uh, that you want to spend time in, but being able to monetize it is another way that you could help out that budget. So what are our two cents for today, Teresa? Life is all about choices. Today's choices impact your future finances. So decide today what balling looks like to you and find ways to make your budget work. If you've ever wondered if balling on a budget was possible, we're here to tell you it is. So that's it for us today on Talking Sense. Join us next time when we talk about financial myths that you need to ditch. 
Thanks for listening to the Talking Sense podcast. And if you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The GenWealth team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. General Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.